0: but we're going to be focusing in on the temptations of Jesus and taking a look at that this morning. And so I'm going to read those verses again for us. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But he, but he answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone. But on every word that comes from God, from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, "If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone." Jesus told him, "It is also written, do not test the Lord your God." Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor and he said to him I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me and then Jesus told him go away satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve only him and so as we dive into this passage this morning and look at the temptations that Jesus faced i find it interesting verse 1 and where we start we start with the holy spirit leading jesus into the wilderness You know, we see that right from the beginning, that the Holy Spirit was involved in this moment. We've just come from Jesus' baptism, so we've seen the Holy, Holy Spirit descend like a dove on Jesus, and now that Spirit is leading him into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And so we see that it was God who brought Jesus into the wilderness and brought him into this time of fasting. We can see that God was in control in this moment. You know, God does not tempt. He does not tempt us. But he knows how Satan works, he knows the way he thinks, and so Jesus has now fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. This is a prime opportunity for Satan to step in and tempt him, and God knows this, God knows how Satan operates, and so he knows that Satan is going to try to get him in this moment. And so as we look at Jesus and, this, and his temptations, you know, we see that this falls in, within God's plan. It is all a part of God's bigger plan here. You know, this is not just the work of Satan in this moment. God is still in control. He knows what's going to happen. And there's some reasons for this. There's some reasons that Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted. It's an important piece to his story and to the life of Jesus. And, you know, as we're going to look at in just a second, we're going to focus on these different temptations and see what each one entailed And as we do that, we're going to see Jesus understands our struggles because he too has faced temptation. He understands what it's like to be tempted. He knows what we face. And so he understands that feeling of being tempted. And to understand why Jesus is facing these temptations, we have to remember back to what Jesus' mission is. We have to remember why it is he came to this world in the first place. He came to this world with the plan of being the savior of the world. You know, sin and death have entered the world through man, through Adam, and only a man free of sin could be the Savior needed to end that, to end sin, to end death. And so Jesus has to be tempted to prove that he was that man, to prove that he is that Savior. If he never faced any temptations, how can we say and prove that he was free from sin? He has to be tempted. He has to be given a chance to show that he is that Savior. Because in theory, if Jesus had fallen to those temptations and sinned, then he wouldn't have been able to bear our sins at the cross. He would have instead be dying for his sins in that moment, just as we will die for our sins. We're not strong enough to overcome our sin. And so had Jesus sinned in that moment, he would have had to die for his sins. And so that's why Jesus must face temptation. He must prove that he is worthy, prove that he is the Savior that is fit to die for all of our sins. And so with that in mind, we dive in more specifically to the the temptations that Jesus faced. So we see here the first test. It comes after Jesus has fasted for his 40 days and 40 nights. And we see him tempted here with self-gratification. He's tempted to meet his needs in this moment on his own. And This 40 days and 40 nights, it sounds very familiar and similar if we think back to the Old Testament and the 40 years that the Israelites wandered through the desert, right? And so we've actually got many parallels between this story of Jesus and his temptations and the temptations that the Israelites faced during their trials. In Exodus, we see God tell Pharaoh to let his son go, right? He's referring to Israel as a son, and then the Israelites were tested for 40 years in the wilderness. And now we see Jesus being tested for 40 days in the wilderness. Right? And we see right, Jesus is the Son of God, and so we have now another Son of God being tested in the wilderness. And we'll see as we look at how Jesus responds to each of these temptations, he's drawing on verses that come from Deuteronomy, which is from the time of the Israelites being tested in the wilderness. He's drawing on that moment and drawing on the responses that they should have had in their moments of temptations. And so Satan tells Jesus to use his divine powers to bring bread out of the rock. And what does Jesus do? He responds by quoting Deuteronomy 8.3, which again is pointing us back to the Israelites and their testing in the wilderness. You know, He says that man is not meant to live on bread alone, but on the word of God. He's drawing strength from scriptures. And so this first test is challenging Jesus. It's challenging him towards self-gratification. He's hungry, and so Satan is tempting him to rely on his own strength and his own abilities to fill his hunger and to satisfy it. He's being tempted to fulfill his needs outside of God's provision. And so we also have an interesting parallel between this first temptation and the temptation that Adam faced. Both times, Satan used food to tempt them, and both times, Satan is questioning God. With Adam, it was fruit from the tree, and did God really say you couldn't eat this? He plants those seeds of doubt. With Jesus, he questions, are you really the son of God if you can't feed yourself? Both times, he's twisting things around to cause doubt, to cause doubt in God's provision. But we see that Jesus responds differently than Adam. He doesn't fall for this temptation. While Where Adam falls and brings sin to the world, Jesus is strong and will ultimately bring life to the world. We see the beginnings here of God setting all things right. Jesus is a new man and will not succumb to the sin that the rest of humanity has fallen to. And we too are tempted by self-gratification. We all have needs and desires, and those can be good desires and good needs, but we're tempted to fulfill those outside of God's provision, to look for ways to meet our needs ourselves instead of relying on God. You know, We're meant to turn to God for fulfillment in our life. We are meant to rely on his provision, yet we question it. We question his goodness. We question his provision. We think we know better, so we stray. Like Adam in the garden, we think God is keeping something good from us, And so we take it for ourselves. We take the fruit from the tree thinking, well, nothing bad is going to happen. But that's how sin entered the world. There are consequences to our actions. There are consequences for disobeying God and going outside of his provision. And, you know, man thinks we know better than God, and so we don't trust him. And it's how we fall into sin. And so we have to guard our hearts from that. We have to trust God's provision. The second temptation that Jesus faces challenges not only Jesus and his authority, but also God the Father's authority. You know, Satan is tricky, and once again, he's manipulating and trying to twist Scripture to justify what he wants. You know, he tells Jesus to jump because the Father will send angels to protect him. So, you know, Jesus is being tested here. Will, will he listen? Will he jump and do as he says? And if Jesus falls to this test, we're now testing God the Father Will he do as he says? Will he truly protect you and send his angels? And so, you know, we see Jesus here. They're on the temple. It's a special place. It's a symbol for God's presence in the world and a symbol of his protection for his people. And so this is the place where Satan chooses to tempt Jesus' desire for protection, to tempt him to not trust in God's provision and God's protection for his life. And so just as we see with the first temptation, right, we've got many parallels here between the Jesus and the Israelites and the temptations they face. You know, As the Israelites were wandering through the desert, they were low on water and starting to get nervous. And so they start demanding that God give them water. You know, they demand that God provide for them because they're worried that they're going to die of dehydration. They're scared, and so they start making demands of God and to prove himself and to give water. You know, they were beginning to question whether God was really with them, and if he was, why wasn't he providing for them? And so in that moment, they failed to trust God. They failed to trust his protection and his presence with them. But God does protect them, as he always does, you know, and he did provide for their needs. He had Moses strike the rock, and water came out of it. And it was in response to the people crying out for water that God did this. but we see Jesus respond differently. He doesn't fall for these temptations. He doesn't question God and his ability to protect him. We once again see Jesus draw on Deuteronomy for his response. And so he says, do not test the Lord your God. This verse continues. It's not quoted here in Matthew, but in Deuteronomy, it continues as you tested him at Massa and Massa was the place where Moses drew water from the rock. Deuteronomy says that we're not to test God in the way that the Israelites did. The Israelites were wrong to demand water of God. They had failed to trust God in that moment. They had failed to trust that God would protect them, and that's not how they were meant to live. And so Jesus knows this. He knows he is not to question God. That is not our place to question God. But if we're honest with ourselves, we too fail to trust God's ability to protect us, and we fail to trust that He is with us in difficult moments. Right? We're, t- we're tempted to twist the promises of his word to meet our preferences and to meet what we think. We're tempted to thinking that he doesn't love us when he doesn't answer our prayers. Because if he loved us, then he would give us what we want. He would provide for us, is what we tell ourselves. You know, we think that he doesn't love us and that he's not with us when our plans don't go our way. So we test God. We say, if you really love me, God, you'll answer this prayer. God, you'll do X, Y, or Z if you really love me. We want God to prove his love for us, but that's not how it's meant to be. We're not meant to test God. We're meant to trust him, to trust his provision, to trust that he has a plan. Sometimes those unanswered prayers are the answered prayers that we need, but we just can't see that in that moment. You know, it's not our place to question God and the ways that he loves us. You know, like Jesus, we need to rest in the Father's security and trust his protection and his plan brings us down to the third temptation that Jesus faced. You know, in this third temptation, the devil offers Jesus the world. He shows him a great vision of all the world and all the things he could have if he just submits and worships the devil, right? This temptation is self-exaltation. The devil is offering to make him a god of this world, to make him a king of everything. And you may be thinking, well, kind of seems like a hollow offer because jesus already has all of this he is king of the world and he is but not in this exact moment in this moment he is just a man and he knows he's got a long life ahead of him he's got to endure trials and tribulations and there are more suffering to come he knows that he's headed towards the cross and will ultimately die a painful death before he will be seated at the right hand of the father So the devil is offering him a way to bypass all of the pain and suffering. He's offering him a quick out, I can make you king right now if you just follow me instead of following God, the Father's plan. He's offering him an easier path. But Jesus doesn't falter. He once again quotes Deuteronomy, this time telling Satan to get lost and he's done with the temptations. You know, Russell Moore, a pastor and theologian, puts it this way. Jesus refused to exchange the end-time exaltation by the Father for a right-now exaltation of a snake. Jesus knew Satan was just a snake. He was making empty promises, ultimately following God the Father is what he needed to do in this moment. And just like Satan tempts Jesus, he tempts us too with these things. He shows us the things of this world, the money, the fame, the success— And he tells us that we need them, and we need them now, and we can have them. You know, he uses our pride to tempt us to go after the things of this world by any means necessary. He tempts us to question why we listen to God when we can be the God of our lives. And so we start to worship these things. We start to worship things like success and money, and we value those. And they become an idol in our life as we listen to Satan. But that's not how it's meant to be we're meant to follow god to follow his plan to be obedient to where he has called us our desires and our dreams are not meant to be the god of our life like jesus we need to remember that there is only one god and we are to worship and love him and so like jesus we face many temptations we're going to have many temptations in our life some similar to jesus some unique to us You know, we face temptations of the flesh that Jesus didn't have to face. You know, Jesus' temptations were more of a spiritual nature because of who he was. We live in a fallen and broken body, and so we're going to have other temptations that Jesus didn't face. And, you know, we're going to have desires to find gratification in this world, a desire to protect ourselves while doubting God's protection, and a desire to exalt ourselves over God in our lives. And if we aren't careful, we can fall into these. And through all three of these temptations, what do we see? We see Jesus respond by turning to scripture. Every time he is tempted, he quotes scripture. He uses it to resist the temptations and to block Satan. He leans on scripture in these moments. But look, it doesn't say that Jesus is sitting here with a copy of Deuteronomy in his hands. No, he's got it memorized. He knows it. He knows what the Bible says. And so he's able to draw on that in that moment. You know. He's able to draw on it when he needs it. And so we have to respond to temptations in the same way because temptations are going to come. And if we wait till the moments of temptations to want to grab our Bible, we're too late. We're going to fall in in those moments because we're already feeling weak and we're already being tempted. We need to guard God's word in our heart like Jesus did. We need to have it memorized. We need to be able to recite it and draw on it when things come because as we see from scripture, Jesus faced temptations in his life, and so we can surely expect to face them in ours, because unlike Jesus, we do have sin in our lives, and we are more prone to temptations and more prone to weakness, and so it's not a matter of if we will be tempted, but a matter of when, and when those moments come, we need to be ready, and so that's why we need to have God's word hidden in our heart. Because as we see, as we look through the temptations that Jesus faced, Satan is tricky. He will use scripture. He will manipulate it. He will twist our good desires into something bad and lead us down a wrong path. And so we have to be ready in those moments. And so that means knowing God's word. We have to know who Jesus was and the things that he has taught us and what the word of God says so that we can be strong and fight those temptations and to do that we have to be in the word every day and every week we can't wait until those hard moments come because then it's too late and you may be thinking well there's no i can't memorize the whole bible jesus was special he was able to know scripture better than i ever will and that's true and i definitely can't memorize the whole bible or even large chunks of it. memorization is not a strength of mine but we know ourselves and we know the areas that we are prone to temptation we know the areas that we are prone to struggling so we can memorize verses that speak to those things we can memorize those verses as a shield for us when those temptations come because we all have different areas of struggle in our life and so we're able to look to scripture for those different moments you know if it's something that you don't struggle with you may not need to memorize a whole chapter of verses to help with struggles that aren't yours right? And there's a key difference between the temptations that Jesus faced and the ones that we face. He was strong enough to resist the temptations. We know that he is blameless and without sin. He was able to live a life without sin, and we aren't. We often fail to resist our temptations. We have all fallen short at different times. We have all failed, and we have all sinned and given in to the temptations that we face. The good news is, that we have grace in those moments. We have God's grace for those moments. We have grace from Jesus because he knows our shortcomings. He knows our failures. He knows what it's like to face these temptations. He loves us. He loves us despite our failures, despite when we fall in sin. And it's why he came to this world so that we could experience that grace and that forgiveness through him, so that even when we aren't strong enough, he is strong enough, and we can lean on him in those moments and ask his forgiveness as we repent. And so when we fail, we turn to God. We turn to God. We repent of our mistakes and our failings, and we try to do better going forward. We turn to God's word. We apply it to our hearts so that we can be ready for when temptation comes again. And that's all we can do is to trust God, to trust His provision, and to trust that He is going to help us through our temptations and be there with us. And so today, as we leave this place, let's draw strength from the example that Christ has set. Let's seek to live a life after His and to flee from the temptations of this world. Let's seek to hide God's Word in our hearts so we can be prepared for when the temptations come for us. And let's remind ourselves that God has a plan. And that there is a reason he has called us to flee temptations and to follow him. He is a good God and he is there for us. And so let's hide his word in our hearts. Let's be prepared for when temptation comes to live a life after Jesus. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for the opportunity to worship and to praise you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the life that Jesus lived here on this earth. We thank you that he was strong enough to flee the temptations that Satan offered him. We thank you that we have him as our example to follow as we seek to flee temptations in our life, Lord, and live after, which, live after the life you have called us to live. Lord, I pray that we would hide your word in our heart, that we would use it as a shield to defend against the temptations of this world, Lord. I pray that we would be ready when those moments come and ready with your truth inside of us, Lord. All this I pray and ask in your precious and holy name. Amen.